Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota on Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington. Home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. Good morning, listeners. So you're going to have a little dose of additional honesty from Becky and I. We've been doing this podcast for, gosh, a year and a half right now. And it has been an incredible journey for both of us. But we're both finding ourselves in a place where it is a fair amount of work and cost to put on the production of this podcast. We have been back and forth on, do we have ads? Do we not have ads? How do we help cover the cost of the podcast other than knocking on our husband's doors and saying, hey, could you help us out here? So we've been really praying about this, uh, gosh, for a long time, oh, Becky. Time. Yeah. And, yeah, um, really. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so at any rate, through we decided that uh, through some advice of other colleagues in the business, that we would simply have on our website and our various media outlets a support us page. So if you have listened to our podcast and it's helped you and you would like to gift us in just simply covering the cost of the production and the hosting fees, we would be eternally grateful. So if if you have been so moved or want to in the future, there is a support page on thrivinginthetrenches.com. And there are a couple of different options. You can pay monthly or you can give a one-time gift. There is the option to pay through PayPal or Venmo. We thank you for listening to us over this past year and a half. And we thank you for all the support that you've already given us through your prayers and words of encouragement. You guys are the best. We are women encouraging and equipping women to universally and uniquely serve Christ in their feminine vocation. By embracing joy, laughter, freedom, and friendship, we are seeking to thrive in the trenches of our domestic churches. Welcome to Thriving in the Trenches podcast. This is Becky Carter. And this is Megan Schreiber. You're listening to episode 46. Today, we're talking about Catholic Connect. Perhaps you've seen them online uh, via Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And today we have that founder joining us. Today, I am so excited. We have a really unique guest joining us. We have a gentleman by the name of Richie Orozco. Richie is the founder of Catholic Connect. Now, some of you might be familiar with that, but I have to point out that Richie is currently a senior at the University of Houston. So that's pretty impressive, but it's reminding me of somebody if you're all connecting the dots. Richie founded Catholic Connect, a social media apostolate that reaches over 5 million people per week. His original goal was to help young fallen away Catholics reconnect with their faith, although it quickly turned into an apostolate for all young, old, and reaching people all over the world. For the last two years, Richie and his programmers have been working on a social media platform that will help everyday Catholics connect with their community. And you guys are going to learn more about Richie and his work. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. 
Well, Richie, we are we are thankful that we have you on the show. We've had a lot of conversations uh, between Megan and I about social media and just all the changes. I know that you probably keep up with algorithms and this and that and how do you keep in touch with people that you want to keep in touch with and so um when that topic of conversation came up i thought well we need i'd love to hear what catholic connect had to say so (laughs) can you give us a little bit of background uh where you came from just kind of your journey your spiritual journey what what has you as a college senior deciding to do apostolate work yeah so um my parents were always really catholic uh my grandma was always really catholic and we were they always taught us uh about the church since we were early i mean since we were young and and what happens is basically my parents started young youth groups uh in the woodlands where we live and and it was always like we were always involved with the church uh, and the church group. And there was a lot of people my age. And this was from since I was like 10 years old until I was 18. And then what happened is after 18, it's it's a little different. You don't find groups as easily. <laughs> and mm-hmm. So that's when I, I, was, I started realizing that um, a lot of my friends from high school, because I went to public high schools from high school, I realized that they they were Catholics, but they weren't really practicing. And the reason they weren't practicing is they didn't know the faith well. And the parents would go to to their work and and just work all the time, and they wouldn't really teach their kids all of the faith. A lot of my friends ended up asking me, and then we'd all just talk about faith and and about the church. And so later on, I decided when I was around 18 or 19, I decided to start Catholic Connect just to help them. And and so really, I mean, I'm from Mexico. I'm from Guadalajara, Mexico. Um, and we moved over here to Houston when I was a little kid because my dad got offered a, a job here in a hospital. And um, the, um, we're pretty much, I mean, I've always been in Houston and I love Houston and I wanted to do something to help the church especially for older people first it was for younger and then it kind of went for older and now it's just for everyone (laughs) it's a little weird how it's working out wow Um, I mean it's encouraging to hear someone that is in their I guess young 20s now who really has a heart for his friends who are wandering curious, but what, what a great thing to be able to say about your parents and your grandmother that they really formed you. It should really encourage all of us to continue to form our children, even probably when they don't want to hear some of the things that we're trying to tell them, but just how unformed children really do wander. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, And it's, it's really, I think uh, all parents are really, teach their kids even when they don't want to listen because at one point I was like that too 
my listening to you, I hear that, you know, this grew out of a desire in your heart. You know, this grew out to reach out to people that you really cared about. You know, this wasn't somebody sitting like, hmm, how can I reach 5 million people a week across the world? And then, you, you, you know, you kind of backed into this idea. And I really want to encourage you with that. So I'm sure you have days where you are discouraged. You're overwhelmed with schoolwork. You've got a lot on your plate and it feels like work. I want to encourage you that, you know, when the Lord puts those desires on our heart to, when he says like, reach my people, reach my lost sheep. And this is the way in which he's asking you to do it. You know, that's, that's just so cool because he's, he's God so present. He's so present in our lives. And it's, it is as the body of Christ, this is what we are called to do. So I also want to encourage our listeners who have these little desires in their heart that they probably are like, well, I feel this way, but it seems really crazy. And why would I be the person picked? And how could I possibly do that? Don't have that type of conversation in your head. Just accept the desire. If it's to reach the heart of the body of Christ, I encourage you to do like Richie's doing. I mean, we should see this guy as an inspiration. I mean, how old are you? 21? Maybe? I'm 23. 23. Okay. Well, still really young. <laughs> it's still still really young. So so now I want to kind of transition too into you know I I'm not a big social media person. Um, I was around for a little bit of it, so I do know uh, and I would see your stuff on like Instagram and and things like that. So you have a tremendous following, right? Um, mm-hmm. And. Um, you know, how would Catholic, I don't want to compare Catholic connect to Facebook cause I'm not a Facebook fan and I'm really not a Facebook fan given the security breach that we've you know had recently. But more than that, part of why I'm not a Facebook fan is I just felt like you were constantly working against these algorithms that were built to not support in a really kind of your way of thinking in a sense, or the things that you were posting. So it sounds like Catholic connect might be an alternative. Is is that a little bit of what you're you're hoping for this that online platform? Yeah. So one of the things that I, I want to focus with this platform is kind of um, giving Catholics a resource, well, a tool for them to be able to find things nearby. So at the same time, to also keep them connected, and and not just. I mean, because if you look at Facebook, for example. Uh, you can create groups, you can create events, um, you can have friends, but it's not really focused on geolocation. So what I want to do is, is well, what we're doing is basically creating a social media platform that focuses on geolocation so the community can actually connect with each other. So, for example, if you're looking for a doctor, you can easily find a doctor. If you're looking for um, real estate agent, insurance, anything like that, you can find people that share the same values as you. And same with um, groups, you can find all the groups. Um, so it essentially is kind of like Facebook, but at the same time, it's more focused on geolocation because if we're comparing it to a social media platform, I would say it's, it's really a combination of like Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, all these different platforms, but tweaked a little bit to where we can actually focus on the community and and help that community grow and just get their members involved in the church um kind of provide them with resources that they uh, can help them spiritually and and i mean we've i've kind of done that through catholic connect on social media and um i think it was becky or megan i can't remember who uh when you were saying answer the call like when you feel something a desire to do something 
I think that was a great point that you brought up because when I first thought about Catholic Connect, it was it was actually in Mexico. I was uh, I prayed the Rosary with my grandma, and right after praying the Rosary, I I saw how my grandma served the church. She she would always help people, um, friends, family, anyone really that had questions. She would always sit down with them and help them. And so I kind of wanted to do something similar because I saw the impact she had on other people's lives. And and I realized like, okay, I, I'm really good with technology. I in high school I really I was really focused on on all the kinds of all kinds of technology. And so I said, what can I do to help? Our church, and so I focused on on growing Catholic Connect and on getting it out. And when I first did this, the funny thing is that no no one actually knew it was me. For the first <laughs> two years, no one knew it was me, and um, I didn't tell anyone. I thought, you know, I mean, what I was doing it was pretty much I was getting I was getting to see if it was actually something people wanted. First of all. I wanted to see if it was actually helping people. And even when I started it and it was growing pretty quickly, I still had doubts whether it was actually helping people. And I think what what kind of changed it all and I kind of I prayed about it. I I thought like is it really helping people? And then something that kind of got me to like stop questioning it was when a young it was actually two people which was like it's never happened again, but surprisingly, when when I started praying about it and I started asking God if it was something that I should keep doing, uh, two people contacted me within a span of a month. And one of them was a young girl that was actually contemplating committing suicide. And she said that she ran into our Twitter page because that's where we actually started. Um, she said that she ran into our Twitter page and that she started looking at the content and it was when she was really depressed and that she just started skimming through her content and that kind of like changed her whole attitude and she said she hadn't been to church in in years and she started going back to church and she didn't reach out to me until almost a year about it and so that kind of really motivated me to keep doing what i was doing and not just to keep doing it but to grow it in other platforms and reach more people. So when it comes to Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, when it comes to us using it, there's always going to be challenges with algorithms, with trying to stay stay afloat. Um, but I think that even though they're not the ideal platforms, I think we should still be using them uh, because really what it does, it helps us reach people and spread the gospel uh, to people that otherwise wouldn't hear it. Um, well, they may not hear it. So so that's what I've been doing. I've been helping them. But I also want to provide, like I said, the tools for their church. Because if we look at the technology that their church has, it's really behind. It's behind in its times. And so that's really what I'm focused on right now. I'm also focused on Catholic Connect, but on growing on social media and getting the word out. But uh, for the last two years, I've been focusing with our programmers to building this, and it's been a lot of work. <laughs> but yeah. I'm so thankful everything has been going really well for us. Um, I mean, it's nonstop for the last two years, and it's been a lot of work trying to do that with college and taking being a full-time student the whole time, and at the same time, handling a whole group of programmers and then investors and so it's been a lot of work but 
I'm really thankful for everything that's happened. And I mean, I thank God all the time because it's really amazing. I know that he's guiding us because there's no way that I could be able to do all of this by myself. Mm-hmm. Wow. Richie, I have so much I want to talk about, like you said. And I know Becky's probably like, wait, it's my turn. But, you know, a couple things first. Like, you know, as soon as you started to say that, you know, this idea, like this desire that got planted in your heart, you were praying with your grandmother, the rosary. And I like, I could feel like tears like welling up in my eyes because it's like, you cannot underestimate the power of a faithful person who is, you know, a family member or grandmother or grandfather in our lives, you know, in our culture today that has really kind of uh, diminished the role and diminished the the validity of of older people. Like, this is what we need to remember. This is so powerful. And, you know, this, this, I really feel kind of step out here a little bit and say this, but this feels really feels like an anointing in your life. You know, this, this desire, and then your willingness to say yes. And then the fruits that, that are just coming together and how you're saying like, I just couldn't have done it. And those two people that contacted me and then the girl, this story, like you see the fruits, you mm-hmm. see the fruits of this, which are, which are just so beautiful. Now, from a technical standpoint, I'm hoping you can just break apart a little bit more the geo, uh, the geolocation thing, because I think I understand it, but it makes me think of community and anybody who's listened to me enough, they know that I love the face to face. Um, you know, you look at any of these really great organizations or movements, it's been a conversion that happens to face to face. I mean, heck it's how our church was built. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the community aspect is really great. Like it's great to have that content, but then if you can hone in on somebody who is around the corner and that you've made a connection with and that you could meet for coffee or you could go to adoration together, I think that would be tremendously huge because that's when the Lord's going to kind of break through and really be able to do some deep, deep work. Exactly. So, yeah. So with geolocation, I think like the, the aspect that um, we're focusing on is creating a community. So I'll give you a quick example for my parish, my parish community. There's over a hundred groups in my parish. The problem that we have is, Within those hundred groups, the people, the parishioners that go to church normally go once a week. And we're trying to get those people involved more often, uh, more often in our church. But not just those people, but people that have also fallen away. That uh, Maybe they go to church like on Easter or Christmas. And, and I'm like, I always thought, how can we reach out to those Catholics? Um, because those Catholics have, have always kind of like... They're always working. A lot of them are, are working so much that they forget they forget what's essential in life, and basically it's God. So how can we get them back in, back into the church and also provide with, for them resources that can help them? So what I wanted to do is create a platform that can help them, not just on Sundays, but every day of their life. So that's why we implemented uh, business in within our platform, also um, getting to find friends nearby. That's also a thing. There's also even like a dating, um, dating, what is it called? Dating section within our platform and uh, business section, group section, event section, parishes will have their own pages. And I don't know if you guys have ever heard of uh, Mass Times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Mass Times gave us permission to use their whole database, That's which amazing. means that we're basically, 
we're creating a parish group for every single parish in the United States. Also in other countries, but uh, mostly in the United States because that's normally where they have uh, the most data of parishes. And so we're automatically implementing this. We know that sometimes there's priests or religious that are older, so they don't know about technology that much, but their parishioners do. And so we wanted to make it easy for parishes to start uh, using us without having to go through us. So uh, we're just automatically creating that group. So parishioners can start interacting with each other without the parish actually having to contact us because um, we, we're trying to make it as easy as possible. And and so when it comes to geolocation, all that really means is geolocation is, is just providing your location when you're using the app. And that way, we can connect you with all the parishes nearby, all the priests. Uh, if you need a spiritual director, if you're asking for prayers, if, um, if you're promoting your business, uh, your events, your groups, uh, anything like that, we want to help people within their community. And we know that, like, obviously, if you're involved in your in your parish community, you're gonna essentially grow in faith, and that's gonna want that's gonna help you to evangelize later on so that's kind of our main goal is getting people catholics more involved in the church um practicing catholics and also falling away catholics we want to just get everyone back and start growing our church and using technology to our benefit because right mm -hmm. now we we see that there's facebook instagram linkedin um but mostly twitter and facebook have been the biggest problems that we have um, taking down content or not permitting pro-life ads, things like that are things that we also need to be aware of and we need to do something about it. We can't just sit there and say, well, uh, hopefully someone, someone does something because essentially uh, we don't do something right now. It's going to just keep going, getting worse. So that's why I, I was really motivating on doing this. And, and I mean, it's been a, a, a long journey, but <laughs> it's been fun. <laughs> Well, when I hear you talk about all the parishes in the United States, I, I mean, I get overwhelmed by that thinking, how in the world? Um, but you are at a prime time in your life. You're totally connected technology-wise. You are up and coming, know the up and comings. You have contacts. You have the freedom. You're not, um, you're not married. You don't have children. So you're really at a unique time in your, in your journey to be able to evangelize in this way. And I think that's awesome. It's fantastic. So I do applaud you on that. You know, I'm loving the, I call it the in real life. You call it geolocation. And I think what I'm hearing Megan say also is this in real life for Lent those were some words that the Lord kept whispering in my ears. So for as much as Megan does not do social media, I do social media. And, and so that's what makes us a good, a great pairing. But um, it, when I came back, I'm a revert. And when I came back to the church, I came back with a little bit, maybe a lot of fire. <laughs> and so I used Facebook as a platform to be able to evangelize. Um, I was so in love with Jesus in the church and the truth. Like it was finally set free from all these other 
binding teachings that were not of of capital T truth that I I just wanted everybody else to have that. Like, oh my, you need to know this, right? So I do have a heart for for evangelization. Well, I think that it worked well in some ways and it didn't work well in some ways. I actually got off of Facebook for four years and uh, was very, I didn't miss it. I didn't miss it at all. It's changed so much. Before it was like the goal was to connect people. Now mm-hmm. just connect them to ads. <laughs> yes, yes. You have to sponsor this and promote that. And the algorithms, I've, um, I've been the one that's really tried to do the best I can with with the podcast in social media ways and I could feel myself just getting just buried by oh we have a new algorithm oh well, what is the algorithm like what am I even supposed to do and I finally got to where my, I I don't have time or energy to sit there and and go by Facebook's rules. And so I feel a little more rebellious these days and I'm just not. And trusting the Lord, you know. Now I am a both and girl on on this thing of of Facebook, but um because I we have a friend who just came in the church this Easter and he told me there were things that I was posting during my reversion that connected him to some articles and some resources and here here he is four years later five years later catholic and so i do know it works and it does encourage me to hear those stories so um i need to get to my point here but the in real life conversations like megan said those those are where we're going to have relationships we're going to be able to tell people you know who who may be a little more like you said on the cultural Catholic. I don't really know my faith side, but I'm watching you, you faithful Catholic. Wow. I'm watching what you're doing. You're going to adoration once a week. You're going to mass a couple times a week in addition to Sunday mass. Well, I really see a joy in your life that I haven't seen in some of my other relationships. And so that is going to be what becomes contagious and it's the love of God that pulls people in for those conversions. Given where you are with schoolwork and everything that you're putting into this, do you, are, are you trying to raise money? Do you have a platform of folks that are supporting, you know, can support you or how are you, how so, are you seeing to get this all done? Yeah. Okay. So two years ago when I was first starting this, I, it was an idea. First mm-hmm. of all, like the, before we hired a full team of programmers and we had a, a bunch of resources, it was just an idea. Um, what I did, I, I approached an investor, a Catholic investor. He's actually a part of my family. And and so I, I told him what I had, I, the idea that I had, the potential that it had. And so he looked at it. We analyzed. We did market research. We hired a team to do that, to help us with all of that. And what, what he realized is that it could potentially be something really big. So he decided to join. He f- supported us financially. And then we have another major company, uh, major Catholic company that has also supported us. I, I haven't announced them yet, but I will okay. soon. Um, they're, they're, they're a big publisher. So that's great. And they're great people. And so, so really we do have financial backing. And then last week we got another, uh, financial backing. And another thing I want to make clear is that with companies, especially when it comes to te- technology 
uh, we have to be aware of who's controlling it. Uh, maybe no, and mm-hmm. being sure that we can trust those people. So what I've done is pretty much, I mean, with Catholic Connect, I've I've always stayed with Catholic. I mean, with the church's teaching, I've never uh, gone away from that, and I I don't plan to anytime soon. Right. <laughs> Actually, ever. <laughs> so what I want to do now is basically. Now that we have the trust of people is bring them on board our platform, but also know that we don't actually have people that are not Catholic on our project, on our project. So all the people that are supporting our project are Catholics. And and I mean, it's been a blessing because all of these Catholics decided to support this. They didn't need to, but they, they saw the potential and they decided to support it. So, yes, we, we do have financial backing from a few investors um, including an organization. That's awesome. So if you could just um, tell our listeners how they can find you, um, I think you mentioned you're pretty much everywhere, right? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter? Yeah, uh, we're pretty much on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Pinterest, Tumblr, pretty much all social media. Um, as long as you can think about it, we're probably there. <laughs> That's great. But, but yeah, I mean, when it comes to financial support, we always do need financial support. And the reason is this, we have a team of 20 programmers working full time. So it, not just that, but we also have a lot of unexpected costs coming up and and we're always getting by, barely getting by. And so, I mean, it's, it's thankfully uh, last week we got a big investor and he's helping a lot, but, but when it comes to financial support, yes, we do need it. And not just us. I want to say, I want to tell people right now, um, when you see a group that you like, maybe not even a group, like your parish, uh, a lot of Catholics don't give. And I, I want to encourage Catholics to actually give something. It, it doesn't have to be a huge amount, but try and give at least something. Because I've seen great organizations that have hard hard time uh, getting by because they have great members. They're all uh, helping and everything. But when it comes to fundraising, members don't actually give that much. And they they only give a few bucks. And I mean, that's fine. But if you have the ability to give a little more, you should, especially with groups that are helping you, because those groups are going to end up helping other Catholics. And right now, we actually, I think we have a, have you ever heard of You Caring? No. It's a fundraising website. I I started one not too long ago, and I totally forgot about it, actually, until right now that I'm mentioning it. <laughs> but, but yeah, I'll, I'll set that back up, and people can donate there and help us financially with anything. And um, what I was actually doing, I think, two years ago was getting people that liked our, our page to to help us out financially and all that money would go to promoting our content. So for example, if, if someone gave us $50, we could reach around 4,000 people to 10,000, 4,000 to 10,000. And we would just promote the messages that we had already like, I mean, uh, published, we would just promote those. And that actually ended up growing our pages a lot. Um, and so, I mean, it doesn't have to be that way, but there's so many ways to help Catholic organizations that a lot of Catholics should be involved in helping and and so yeah I mean right now with with all the work that we're doing we do expect to have a lot of uh, 
financial needs, but I'm pretty sure we can we can get through it. And I mean, just to give you guys an example, since you were saying you were asking me about the, the project and how it's been funded, the the original uh, launch date was going to be October, and then what happened was <laughs> our, our our social media platform. We added so many things and we had so much work to do. And we realized that we were gonna have to bring in other programmers in, onto the project. And what that ended up doing for us, it raised our the, the price of creating this social media platform over 450%. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so it was, it was a lot and it was definitely, I mean, there's no way that if I ever knew how much it was gonna cost, to, to create this from the beginning that I would have pursued it. But thankfully God has been opening doors that I I could only imagine. I mean, I can only, I could have never imagined my bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and I mean, through all these uh, blessings that we've gotten, it, it really reminds me of how Mother Angelica started. She had like pretty much nothing financially. Uh, she had a garage and a few nuns and she ended up growing EWTN to becoming the largest religious uh, media network in the world and so that really motivates me not just her but also Fulton Sheen he evangelized through the through I guess media and so a lot of those people actually make me want to focus on this and then St. Maximilian also uh, through newspaper though uh, through his newspapers, he grew devotion to our, our lady. And and so I think that we shouldn't look at the number of people, but just focusing on one person. And as long as you're helping one person, you're going to end up helping more people. And just focus on that, and it'll always keep on getting better pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I mean, what I can really hear is I hear a call. I hear that charism and you know, I know when you are called to something, you're just on fire for it. I hear you're on fire for Jesus. I hear you're on fire for the church and Catholics who um, need to come home and to learn their faith and go deep in their faith, because that's where the true joy and freedom of a life, that's where it is. That's where it's rooted. So um, we are cheering you on. I I love, I, I smile every time I see your stuff on Instagram. That's basically where I hang out is Instagram. That's my <laughs> social media of choice. Twitter so, makes me want to twit. I mean, it's just awful. Um, so how long have you guys been following this? Um, oh, that's a good question. I mean, it's been a while, probably a good year, year and a half. Okay. So, um, yeah. And, and, but I love what you're doing and you're encouraging others. You know, our hashtag is women encouraging women. And, um, that, that piece of encouraging others to do what they are called to do this unique, this universal vocation that we are all called to, it, it's going to look different. That's why it's unique. The universal calling to evangelize, to go out and share the good news. And you're doing that. And I want to continue to encourage you to persevere. You know, the race isn't going to be easy all the time. And you've already jumped a few hurdles, it sounds like. But you're staying close to the church. The grace is that will keep you 
persevering and going through it. And, um, yeah, I just, I love how you promote others and it's, um, honestly, it was, it was a little difficult to find your name. You're right. Because you wanted it to be about others connecting with others, not about you. And, uh, that speaks a lot to your, to your humility. So may you stay firmly planted in that. I was going to tell everyone to pray the rosary. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yes. Well, thank you again so much for being with us. Uh, we really are privileged to have you and I'm looking forward to seeing what the Lord is going to continue to do in your ministry. So, I know. Thank, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Richie. You've been awesome. Thank you, Becky and Megan. Okay. You guys have a great day. Richie's just so great. I mean, 23 and he's doing all these wonderful things. And I just love where he is on his faith journey at that age. So I, I know I was not there. No, no, me either no. at all. It's just really like you were saying, a beautiful testimony to his family and, and raising him up in that way. And being really being a model, not necessarily shoving any doctrine down, down his throat, but just living out a faithful mm-hmm. Catholic life. That's, That's encouraging to me. It is. And you know, it's like that the prayers of his grandmother, I love how this whole idea came to him when he was, you know, he had just finished praying the rosary and he was just really reflecting on her life and that sense of community that he felt was so necessary for Catholics. It's like it, he had it with such clarity and, uh, had the ability and vision to, to move through this. And, you know, he gives credit, like it just, it was so um, driven by the Holy Spirit, just the way everything seemed to work out. And even the the bandwidth of people that they reach, you know, that ultimately wasn't his goal either. It was just about the heart of the other person and about being able to build community under uh, within within Catholics. And here it's just it's gone everywhere. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's just, it's just amazing. So I, I think his story is such a sign of encouragement for people, no matter what their age is, right. Even if they're 62 and they're listening to this and they've, they've had an inspiration on their heart that just feels so, um, inspired by the Holy spirit and anointed and, um, to really kind of, you know, pray through that and, and let God lead it and take it. I mean, he, he's just a great example of that. Mm-hmm. And it's such a, a refreshing reality, knowing that here's a young guy looking out for his fellow younger brothers and sisters in Christ and um, really wanting to help them who those who haven't been as formed in their faith so that they can be formed so that they can come home to the church and, and really live an authentic and very full Catholic life. Um, and then continuing the evangelization process from there. I mean, it's just really, um, really a, a sweet testimony of the Lord and how much he loves each and every one of us and how, when we give, give him our yes, even as meager as it is, no matter our age, like you said, you know, he can do some pretty amazing things. And, you know, Richie is a, a living testimony of God's goodness. He sure is. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, we want to thank you for joining us again this week. Um, Don't forget, uh, we now have the opportunity to support 
uh, Megan and I on the podcast, go to thrivinginthetrenches.com and go to the support page. You can choose either a monthly or um, just a one-time gift. It's great. We appreciate it. But we're just grateful for all of you with us in the trenches. You can find show notes, same thing, um, at thrivinginthetrenches.com. Please subscribe. Leave us a review on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where you can join the conversation. Thanks for coming. Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We want to help others, especially in places of strife, such as the Holy Land, where Christianity is dwindling by the day. But how to help? Here's an easy way. Buying products through the Holy Land gift shop. Every product you purchase at myfranciscan.org shop helps Christians support their families and stay in the Holy Land. Olive wood, embroidery, spices, and many more authentic products from the Holy Land are available right now at myfranciscan.org shop. The Holy Land Gift Shop, bringing the Holy Land home. Thank you for listening to Breadbox Media. Find more about us at breadboxmedia.com.